The Jet Sweep Show. With your co-hosts, it's Harris Todd and Josh Smokey L. Nelson. Presented by True North Fantasy Football. Welcome to the Jet Sweep Show for week nine. You've got myself, it's Harris Time here, and my co-host, as always, looking very devilishly handsome this evening, Josh Smokey Nelson. We just want to say thank you so much for joining us from the uh, Tampa Bay uh, meltdown that we're currently experiencing. Thank More you. like Stompa Bay. Ah, fuck. <laughs> That is perfect. Perfect. Couldn't have timed it better. But I do remember another time when Tom Brady was down 28 to nothing. I guess it was 28 to 3. 28 to before. 3. Bro. So we, we got a lot of stuff to cover here, Josh. There's a lot of things that uh, we can certainly talk about. Very eventful week for fantasy purposes in, in, mm-hmm. in football. Uh, I must say that, uh, you know, when we were kind of planning the show, there were just so many things we had to cut it down. And plus, I think that both of us want to get back and watch the second half. And you know what? I still have faith faith that business is going to be booming in the second half here. I mean, oh, hell yeah. Antonio looks good. I think that Arians was for some reason punishing him in the first half, but they need him. Godwin looks banged up and... Evans doesn't uh, doesn't look himself out there. I think that I think that AB is going to have a second half. I mean that they have to. They have got to throw the ball to somebody. Um, I believe. And just quickly, I don't want to I don't want to dwell on it, and I don't want to rub rub salt in the wound. But your Cowboys put up a hell of a hell of a fight today. Zeke, all the Zeke slander that I was throwing around, not really slander, but there was some question marks there. He looked motivated in that second half. I think yep. that being in a game close fired him up, and that's what we want to see out of Zeke, right? And I'm yes. sure as a Cowboys fan that that's what you want to see too, right? Well, of course, but I mean, you guys really almost screwed us out of a tank job done properly. So uh, thank you for coming back in that game and actually uh, doing what you're supposed to do and remain undefeated. So it was close, man. My my heart was racing. We almost pulled a win out of our asses, but uh, that's that's not how I want to do this year. All right. <laughs> yeah, I certainly had some uh, palpitations. You know, um, thank God for kickers is I guess what I can what I can say there. That uh, that was a Steelers record today that Boswell put up for uh, for that uh, field goal. So thank you, Mister Boswell. And we are going to get right into it because I know that we want to see the second half. We want to see A B put up. 40 fantasy points i know that i certainly need that in uh in some leagues i know that this is going to get you fired up and i uh, i just threw it in here just mostly to piss you off and and see what happens here but who's the best qb in football why is it patrick mahomes well how are we phrasing this question are we talking nfl are we talking fantasy because if it's fantasy i believe it is Tyler Murray, who put up as many touchdowns as Mahomes did today, except for he also rushed for 106 yards and made one of those four touchdowns a rushing touchdown, which unless you're playing in a six-point passing touchdown league, those are worth more. Um, I mean, <laughs> he's been putting up monster fantasy points against tough defenses, where Mahomes has not been putting up boom weeks against better defenses this year. And uh, going down the stretch here, he's going to be facing the Bills, uh, the Seahawks, who allow the second most uh, points to quarterbacks. 
the Pats, eh, not the greatest matchup. The Rams twice, again, not the greatest matchup. But the Giants, mid-pack, uh, Eagles, I mean, I don't hate this stretch going down for him. And he's firing in all cylinders. I think that he's got a shot to lead the Cardinals to the Super Bowl, which means nothing for fantasy, obviously. Um, but for football purposes, I think he's in the conversation. Yeah, I think, you know what, and to give some more context around the question, I know that I just really wanted to do it just to fire you up and get you talking about Kyler. But you know what, we're here and it really all that matters is is for fantasy. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I think, is hands down talent wise, the best quarterback in the NFL. And we don't we don't have to worry about that. I would have to, you know, with Kyler, the thing is, is that (laughs) unlocking those legs like. We saw it for, for two amazing rushes this year, one one that he took to the house. That upside is unbelievable, and he brings that mm. every single week. I mean, we're talking about a player that's bringing almost four, you know, 35 to 40 uh, fantasy points every single week, even in single QB leagues. I mean, this is a game changer when somebody can, when oh, can yeah. lock in that kind of production week in, week out, and, like, Kyler is absolutely lights out. And playing in the division that he does, I mean – there's a lot of opportunities to put up some major points. So, you know, it was a, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a trick question. Um, I think that there's more of a debate, however, for rookies. Oh. And now that we, you know, and we're talking about that Arizona game where they played the dolphins and we got to see Tua for the first time, mm. um, not, not the first time, but really kind of tapping into his off offensive side um, so who for you for fantasy purposes who is the who is the best rookie quarterback we got Joey Burrow in Cincinnati he's just looking absolutely lights out behind a horrible low line we got mm-hmm. uh we got Herbie Hancock Justin uh Herbert who you know mm. surprise uh start for me but he's looked absolutely tremendous lots of poise out there you know he's a big body he's got some wheels man Holy oh yeah champions and uh, as far as I've seen, I mean, he might have the best arm of these rookie quarterbacks so far. Yeah. And then we got to it um, today that, you know, he's uh, he showed some really good um, chemistry with Preston Williams before Preston uh, went out with with injury. So, Smokey, who is it for you for fantasy purposes? Who is the, the best rookie quarterback of this season so far? I mean, if this and is looking so forward far, to the, and, and and sorry, because it's not really fair to a looking forward for the rest of the season. Uh, looking forward for the rest of the season, my heart just wants to say Tua because I love Tua. He, he's probably in my top five favorite players in this league. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> you know, it, it, it's Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass man. <laughs> Uh, he's just, I've never been so wrong about someone and been so happy about it, man. I'm rooting for this kid so hard. Uh, I love the situation. I love the skill position group. And you know what? I don't care if the chargers aren't winning because that doesn't matter in fantasy. You don't get put, you don't get points for winning. And if you do, that's kind of crazy. I I like the interesting twist, but we're talking about the majority of leagues for advice on this. Uh, He He's just, like I said, in a great situation. He's surrounded by amazing guys, man. Keenan Allen is one of the best route runners, best separators in the league, man. And He'll tell tell him, he'll tell everybody directly that he is the best receiver in the NFL. Oh yeah, he ain't afraid. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but but to me, for for rest of season for redraft, it's one hundred percent Herbert. Looking to you know years in the future and everything, I, I think it's still up in the air. All three are showing promise. Uh, we we have yet to see two really unleashed to the potential that he has. And when we do, oh god damn, I'm gonna be so excited to see this. But until yeah. then, it's for me, it's Herbert. What, you, what about you? Yeah, it's 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 Herbert. Just from what he's showing so far, it doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to matter who the opposition is. He plays the same game, which is incredible. Winning. Yeah, <laughs> well, winning but not winning at the same time. But he's winning for fantasy purposes, fantasy. which is super <laughs> um, is super important. When I'm looking at the rest of the schedule, I mean, he's got a pretty plum. He's got some pretty plum matchups, but again, he seems to be matchup proof. But Joey Burrow, the Tiger King, is so close behind him. And you look at after he gets over the Week 10 um, Pittsburgh hump, which is going to be difficult for him because oh, yeah. that O-line has not evolved the way that I thought that it would this season. And, you know, so they've got Pittsburgh in Week 10. And then talk about a schedule, man. you got Washington, the Giants. you got Miami, Dallas, then Pittsburgh again. Um, and then Houston in the uh, potentially in your – league championship game so burrow's got a good schedule coming up as well and i think for fantasy purposes he's going to be right behind herbert and it seems like we're knocking to him but we're not no. um they're playing some miami's playing some hard ball right like they've got a good defense they're a smart coaching staff they're going to play to their strengths and i think that you know long term what's really cool is that this could be the class that kind of helps turn the turn the Turn the tide changes the guard at quarterback in this league. Um, with it's uh, coming with all three of these uh talents that just look you know, I don't remember a class quite like this in my um in playing serious fantasy football that I've been more excited about. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely, man. Next year's gonna be pretty sweet, though, man. Next year's gonna be next year's gonna be pretty sweet, too. I um, so we're you know we didn't really pop a bottle uh last week but we're like halfway through the fantasy season man i popped some bottles but this you was just, you un some. unfantasy related okay unfantasy, <laughs> unfantasy related we didn't really get to celebrate and for those of uh you that are out there and listening that are you know analysts and in the fantasy uh world it is an absolute grind you know we all have full-time jobs we're working our butts off we got kids and uh, significant others and you know it can be a grind but we do it because you know we love the game and we love helping you out and helping you win fantasy football championships so with that i thought that it would be prudent to talk about some players that just can't get no respect can't get no respect <laughs> that was a really bad impression but Who's <laughs> who for you, Smokey? This season is the most disrespected player in fantasy. A guy that's just that goes out there, gets it done week in and week out, and nobody talks about him. Well, Brian tells me to that... stop. <laughs> well, a guy that can't get no respect. Okay. There you go. I mean, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> leave, leave the acting up to up to you. You're good at it. Well, you know, animated people can flex to be whatever they want in life. <laughs> but for me, a guy that doesn't get any respect for realsies is Mr. Curtis Samuel. 
uh, he went today like off. And I've been a big proponent of this guy from last year. I remember one of my favorite trades I made last year was a back and forth negotiation with a guy. And it was a two for two deal. And we went back and forth on players uh, nine times. I remember, and we we finally locked it in. I got off him Curtis Samuel and uh, Darren Waller for James White and uh, Christ, I can't remember someone else. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, but I've just been kind of waiting for him to get unlocked because this guy has so much talent, big yak ability. And today he had fucking nine receptions for or no, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, <clears throat> nine rushes for 105 yards and reception for 13. Uh, no, maybe I got that backwards. Yeah, nine receptions for 105 yards. Anyways, his second game in a row with over 21 fantasy points. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's return raises this offense to another level. And uh, going forward, Curtis Samuel is probably one of my favorite flexes. So get shares, man. You still can. He is being disrespected. Don't disrespect him. The talent is there. I will put my hand up. Uh, the, the good news is that I have Curtis Samuel on almost every team. The yeah, bad, you do. Cause you're at, Oh no, you didn't play. The bad news is I do continue to disrespect Curtis Samuel and put him on the bench. The problem that I have going into the season. And I think that, you know, this was my mentality was I'm not going to leave a draft without a Carolina Panther receiver, whether that's Anderson, Samuel, DJ Moore was often too expensive, but if he slipped into kind of the fifth, sixth round, I was grabbing him. Um, the only guy that's been a locked in 100% play every single week has been Robbie Anderson. And oh, yeah. Robbie's been a revelation. But it's going to be tough not to flex out Curtis Samuel, even, you know, even before the, you know, the last two weeks, he was still putting up, you know, eight to 10 fantasy points. A week. Yeah, he he, he provides a a, not a huge floor, but a floor. There's a floor. I mean, it's, and with it's the usage than, going up, mm, I like it. Yeah, I know. I I absolutely I absolutely love it as well. So I you know can't yeah can't get no respect for uh, C Sandman, but I I love what I'm I love what I'm seeing, and I love your impression too. Brian does <laughs> Brian the FF Aviator, who does a great piece every month called the Dynasty Radar, looking at some of the key players that uh, you should be keeping an eye on as the season progresses. It drops once a month. Awesome article. Mm-hmm. It is uh, true North Love FFB. You, you got to make sure that you're you're checking it out. So player for me, and this is actually a team that gets no respect. A whole team that doesn't get respect is, right. and and I guess for good reason is the is the the Washington Football Team. Oh, the football I've team. I've talked about I've talked about Antonio Gibson. You know he's currently RB twenty. He you know. Coming into the season, I've never seen a player that has had so much hype. And then he actually starts producing in the NFL level, and then there's no love for him and is an afterthought. We're gonna see, we're gonna see him continue to evolve, continue to grow his snap share, continue to be more of the the center of this offense. And I like Alex Smith, other than that pick that ended the game, he actually looked pretty good man like he is good man he is good he threw he, his arm looked wicked um oh you know, yeah he threw he still you think he still did he still throw for over 300 i do not remember the end stats for the game but it was a ton he chucked but that ball he, he did man and he looked good and the guy that i'm talking about is well there the was a 68 yarder for uh mr oh oh yeah <laughs> oh how about that terry, terry mclaurin <laughs> 
you know, he's currently sitting at uh, WR17. He's averaging almost the same uh, amount at uh, about 17 fantasy points a game. This is a guy that he's had, th- think about this. He's had three quarterbacks throwing him the ball this season, three yep. different quarterbacks. And all he does is absolutely produce his rest of season schedule as well. I mean, this week, uh, you know, this week too is just case in point and why, why he's so damn good. Um, with over 25 fantasy points but the rest of the season he looks really good but he's just a you know these washington players i think that people just kind of think that washington is a is a joke their defense has you know really taken strides forward they're absolutely shutting shutting teams down they're shutting down uh the passing game and also also the run if i'm if i'm looking long term these are two players that i absolutely want um a piece of right uh, Terry McLaurin and uh, and Antonio Gibson. I'm just going out trying to grab them as uh, as much as absolutely um, possible. So those are two guys for me that um, that aren't getting much respect at all this season. They deserve and more. I absolutely agree. And a guy that's probably going to get uh, a lot more respect. And hype is uh, for me is a guy that's lifting off and still available on waivers. That's Mr. Drew Locke, the Drizzy in Denver, who absolutely you know willed his way to another. I think it was an over thirty fantasy point, uh, <laughs> 30, 30 fantasy point um, performance. Josh, you can make the face; it was gross, but it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter for the points fantasy. are there. It doesn't matter for fantasy. I had I was up against somebody this week and they said, Oh, nice, nice pickup on Drew Locke. Like this is when he was at nine points. I said, just wait. Just yep. just it's wait. It's funny how games uh, are a full four quarters, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that works. And people like love to take their uh, interesting uh victory laps. I mean, 48 at 48 attempts, 26 completions for over 300 yards, two tutters, and uh, an interception. There's a little bit of rushing there. But for me, you know, at quarterback, I'm very much subscribed to Zachary Sin, late round quarterback. It's something that I live by by being able to grab quarterbacks late that either uh, that do take off or just doing the streaming thing and taking the best matchups. It really gives you an advantage in your fantasy leagues, like not dedicating early draft capital to quarterback allows you to build such more, you know, uh, running back robust rosters. It makes a huge, huge difference. And we're seeing that, you know, the importance of depth this season, like none other. So um, Drew Locke, guy that's lifting off, and I'm looking forward to the next uh, kind of three weeks. Uh, looking at his schedule, he's got Las Vegas next week, which can be had. Miami's been pretty tough, and then we got we got New Orleans, and <laughs> probably shouldn't be probably shouldn't be talking about a plus matchup for uh, for Nola right now. But no. uh, you know, historically for wide receivers, uh, it's been it's been a pretty good matchup. And the thing that is interesting for for me with Drew Locke is that he's getting it done with a bunch of different weapons, right? Um, oh, he's seen, got some nice ones, man. He does, man. Timmy Patrick, looks cheap like, ones too. Timmy Patrick, man, he looks like a you know a nice fill-in for Cortland Sutton. Um, was sad to see Fant go down. I thought Fant was going to ball this week. Um, against he came back the, in the game, didn't he? I don't think so. Oh, I could be wrong though. I didn't watch the watching entire Broncos games isn't a thing for me. No, I'm not a sadist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> 
So yeah, that's a guy that's lifting off, still available out there, you know, in season long um, for Dynasty. I don't know, probably not a guy, but um, a guy that I am uh, panicked about and uh, both in season long and I think is crash landing a big time and it's an entire team's offense. It's the Baltimore Ooh. Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah. Everybody talked about it. He, they said regression is coming. Um, they, he can't be this efficient with the volume that they're throwing and, and they're right. He still has one of the highest, uh, you know, TD efficiencies in the league, but teams are figuring it out. P- teams they are, always do. They do, and a lot of smart people said, hey, Lamar Jackson will have a good run. They'll have a couple good years, and then teams will start figuring it out. Um, and they, they they have been. They've made it extremely difficult for Lamar to Lamar to throw. Um, you know, great story on Des Bryant, but he's not the answer. It doesn't, doesn't – Oh, no, man. Des was it the answer maybe six years ago. But but Smokey, <laughs> it doesn't even matter. You could give me you could give me the three best wide receivers in that offense. It doesn't make a difference. They have a super talented guy, Marquise Brown. But if the if the volume isn't there, what does it matter, right? And the Ravens are going to be in really tough. Um, you know, I uh, my knees ache when I think about the run game and what Dobbins and Edwards and uh, you know Ingram come back healthy. Uh, will have to do here because. They are the they are the only way that this team is going to win games. For me, if Lamar blows up one game, I am shipping him everywhere. Oh, absolutely! And uh, I hope no one in my home league is watching this or listening to this podcast. Even though I hope people are watching to this and listening to this, but uh, I've got him under contract for two years in that league, and I've also got uh, Mister Herbert and Tua on my bench, uh, mm-hmm. as well as Carson Wentz. Uh, none of those three are under contract. I can, if he has a blow up game, I'm going to be looking to flip him and I'm willing to take a slight bath on it. If I can get some, you know, future pieces in there. Um, yeah. Herbert, yeah, Herbert replaces what I needed from him and yeah. with way longer security. Yeah. I'm not usually one to panic, but this was one that a lot of people Fant did come back into that game. Thank you for that info. I'm really, um, really happy that he did. Fant is an absolute baller. Mm-hmm. Um, Lamar was a guy though that everybody talked about and I was like, but you can't, how can you possibly, possibly, you know, take a pass at a 40, 30 to 40.4, you know, uh, player, um, especially if he's falling a bit in draft. So, uh, Thankfully, I didn't fall for that too, too much. But man, you're you're in hurting if uh, if you did buy into that early, early capital on on Lamar yeah. this on Lamar this season. And Smokey, who's who's lifting off, and who's crash landing for you, my friend? All right. So for me, lifting off, it's uh, it's Tony Pollard. I mean, this is still pretty fresh in both of our eyes because uh, we he both watched good, the game man. today. He does, man. That's my first point on this. He passes the eye test. He flat out looks better than Zeke most of the time lately. I'm not going to say all the time because Zeke had flashes, man. There's a couple of the times where he cannonballed his way through that line and oh, looked like dude. the Zeke of old. But Pollard is efficient, man. He's got a 30% juke rate, which is top 12 in the league. Uh, he's still limited in his usage, but his touches and his opportunity shares are rising. Uh, I'm not sure what's up with Zeke. Like I said, he's been showing flashes, but something is just off. And it's Um, been this way. It's been this way since the start of the season. 
Yeah, there's just the, the Cowboys are not in a good way. And when they're not in a good way, Zeke's not in a good way. That that line has evolved out of necessity. And there there's pieces that are just not what they used to be. Um, and if if a Zeke injury popped up, oh my God, Pollard is a borderline oh, RB1. Dude. Borderline, looks, I'd say. He looks phenomenal. And he does, man. And an episode or two ago, I touched on being ahead of the curve on players and seeing yes. the signs. The signs are there. Get Pollard now. He can still be found on waivers. In that home league that. I was talking about, yeah, I got him on waivers last week. So, yeah, so did I. I picked him anywhere I had a roster spot. Pollard last week was uh, on, on the board. And two, like if this season gets more out of reach for the Cowboys, why would they risk their most expensive asset anymore? Absolutely. There's In, 90 million reasons not to. Exactly. So Man, I like Pollard. If you've, cap. if you've got the roster spot, some of us don't. Oh. I would absolutely be adding a Pollard. If there is any kind of injury to Zeke, he is an RB1 like immediately. Yeah. Absolutely, what about, man. What about a guy who's crash landing for you? Oh. Crash landings usually involve a lot of heartbreak, investigation, and everything like that. And this is no different. This crash landing is so near and dear to my heart. Don't say Chase Edmonds. No, it's not Chase Edmonds, man. Okay. That guy, uh, you know what? He's he's a nice peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He does the trick. But this this is a guy that I, I tied my heart to in the offseason, man. Like I, I I checked the box, not not no, not maybe. I I checked yes, man. I was all in on Joshua Kelly, not as an RB one oh, or anything shit. like that. Yeah, it's not as an RB one or anything like I said, but it's when Kalen Man, Caleb Balage had to move to another coast to get away from the Adam Gase effect, man. And he he put up numbers today. But Joshua Kelly has been surpassed by two what we thought to be lesser backs. Uh, maybe maybe it's just not his time, and that's okay. It doesn't yeah. mean he's not a good player. I still have hope, but maybe it should have just been a taxi squad year. He, he was still a good story to start the season, but you know that's a, that's a lot of opportunity to be thrust into when you're coming in, not as huge expectations on you. Who knows when Eckler comes back? Maybe he goes back to that secondary piece and just you know finds his way in there. I I, I could see it, but yeah, when I don't you know, get man. when you get cuckolded by uh, Kalen Balaj, the Ugly redhead child of Adam Gase. That's a tough pill to swallow. But you know, we're all we're all we're all high on uh the smooth player, Joshua Kelly. I think we still love you. We still love you, Joshua Kelly. Man, I'm sure that he's watching. I I know that he of course he is, man. Their game's not on right now. (laughs) What else would he do? And you know, speaking of absolutely crash landing and flames and just horrible horrible wreckage and talking about adam gase they kind of go hand in hand we are actually going to be looking at our one last dance uh which is a segment by josh and myself sponsored by monkey knife fight the fastest growing fantasy daily fantasy site in the world they just did a really cool day huge moves yeah the nfl pa or partners owners part owners of monkey knife fight how damn cool yeah, is that? Man. see it all over the internet just absolutely amazing i write for them i do a t- uh, touchdown dance column that drops every every saturday it's tons of fun smoke and i we both play it we love it we win money we lose love sometimes it, we win sometimes we lose more um but we are here to look at the monday night monday night football game which is the New York Jets versus the New England Patriots. And 
I, I, I seem to have the incredible luck of uh, picking two players in this matchup. So I'll get it started. <laughs> um, currently, currently there's it's a set at a one and a half Ooh. touchdown line. I think that we'll be lucky to get there. But if you are playing, you feel the urge to play on Monday night, and I suggest that you do because it's always fun. Mm-hmm. My first pick is Jamison Crowder for the very the, the fact that he went healthy. He is a WR1. He sees over 10 targets uh, a game when healthy. He is the best chance that the New York Jets have to score a touchdown. I don't can't talk in um, any more detail about the Jets because it makes me want to nauseate. Over to you, Smoke. So Jamison Crowder is the first pick for the TD dance, last dance. Ugh, yeah, that does feel real dirty. Uh, for me, I'm going to go over to the other side there, and it's going to be Sexy Rexy Rex Burkhead. Um, you know what? For for years, James White was the pass catching running back target in New England, but Cam doesn't use James White the same way that Brady did, and that is super frustrating for fantasy players because they came into this season with those kind of expectations. But this is going to be an ugly game that I will probably not be watching and uh well here's your dart throw it's gonna be a pats running back uh but why not the guy with the best nickname man sexy rexy he's gonna get it done yeah absolutely it just seems like you aren't gonna carry over the momentum from damian harris's first 100 yard rushing game because that would be the most logical thing to do and belichick likes to keep us kissing and why not have a Rex Burkhead game and hey maybe even Sony Michelle will be activated off of IR tomorrow and made available for the game because crazier shit has happened so I'm gonna, 20, y'all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot um you know uh, the guy that I was uh, was gonna go with oh. was, was Dame Harris but um I am going to give another name and just talk about a, a player overall that we should be looking at in fantasy is uh, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers over the last two games has seen over 10 targets. He's been the number one um, option for Cam Newton in the passing game. And you know what, if you sprinkle in a a touchdown in all all those games, I mean, we're talking, he would be 16 to 20 fantasy points there. So it doesn't, it's not sexy. This game is going to be, Gross, ugly, whatever yeah. metaphor you want to insert into there. It's not going to be, be pretty. gross. We also get Joe Flacco um, <laughs> behind the reins of this offense. The savior of the Jets. Don't you disrespect. I can't even finish that shit. Fuck that. <laughs> Come back, Sam Darnold. We miss you. And the avulous uh, Trav Seal, our uh, Lord and Savior, save. We need a Dame Harris game. We do need, we do need a Dame Harris game. Um, we definitely we do, do. But are we going to get it? I, I highly, I highly doubt it. And you know what, if you are going to, um, watch that game tomorrow night, I suggest you take a big puff of something special so that that game is enjoyable. And I got the hookup holler. If you hear me, (laughs) absolutely. How did we do this week on uh, puff puff pass so far? You know what? We uh, we made some decent calls. I mean, we started it off this week with uh, Josh Allen as our big one, saying, you know what? He hasn't had a blow-up week since week five. Uh, the opportunity was there. Seattle is not great against the quarterback and not great against wide receivers. That kind of adds up to a nice Josh Allen game. Uh, running backs, uh, I just don't really believe in in Buffalo right now. 
And uh, with their defense not being what it used to be, they're they're forced to, you know, have a lot more offense. Um, so <laughs> he balled out today. Uh, threw for over 400 yards, I believe. Had uh, three touchdowns, something like that. Three or four touchdowns. Man, he, he did well. So that was a great call. Uh, there were some not great calls. Um, Chase Claypool didn't put up the game I thought he would. Um, but I did see um, some of the more top guys covering him. Yeah, but, he, still uh, he didn't have up, a terrible game. He, he still, still put up like what, fifteen points? Yeah, I mean, he had a just solid that, that was bracket. no touchdown. If there was solid. a touchdown, that would have been a weekly winner. Absolutely, absolutely. But, he had uh, a solid Bracton Barrios game. Nothing to shake a stick out there. <laughs> and then uh, some guys I told you to stay away from. Uh, you you touched on it, man. Lamar Jackson. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't terrible. He, he didn't kill your week, but he's not putting up what you expected and what you paid for him to put up. Uh, so I agree with you. It's time to start fading Lamar. Um, but yeah. Um, and another guy I told you to stay away from was Dawson Knox, who put up a, a cold donut. Um, he was active. Let me, let me talk about this. Dawson Knox, it should just be a permanent fade. Ooh, I think that's going to rub some on the wrong way. And you don't want to rub pork the wrong way because then it tastes terrible. (laughs) I've heard that. Yeah, no, I like I like Dawson Knox athletically. You know, he's super gifted, checks a lot of the boxes. But yeah, step up. You love Steph- those athletically gifted tight ends. I do. They're my <laughs> they're my thing. But how they use a tight end isn't. They don't use them as a red zone threat in um, in Buffalo. They yeah. use them just like how we're seeing Stephon Diggs be used. So Dawson Knox doesn't really have a role because he's not that red zone threat. And he's, not ball, Stephon Diggs. And he's not <laughs> Stephon Diggs. So, um, yeah, pork man, I, we're just going to continue this feud for, for probably eternity. Yes. It's good I to have a connection so. with something, <laughs> but yeah, no. And, uh, a couple other ones we're waiting to see, uh, Ro- Rojo was another fade. Hasn't really looked, uh, great tonight so yeah that's uh that's another good call but uh we're, we're making some good ones and going forward not only is it going to be a written article which i missed this week so i did it in video form which seems to have gotten a decent good reception so we're going to do it in the article and the video form video form will be just a awesome. little more uncensored yeah we always <laughs> we always like smoke a little a little bit more uncensored i just want to give a give a shout out to um Verding global uh my company and the gear that Smoke is wearing, the Jet Sweep Show, the T-shirt, as well as just just hit the market, the Jet Sweep Show Dad Hat, also available in Snapback, beautifully embroidered. Yeah, available at Viridian Global as part of the True North Fantasy Football Collection. So you can go and grab that awesome gear there. Help uh, help True North uh, keep the lights on. This stuff doesn't come for free there's and five light bulbs in the chandelier i'll have you know yeah it's, cheap. <laughs> it's not Hi. cheap it's not cheap so yeah we appreciate all the support and the great thing is it's awesome gear that you're getting as well oh man it's the best i literally do not wear anything else like i i messaged them the other day to be like can you can you make my work uniform so i can never take off viridian global because it's just the comfiest to wear my wife wears it too she was she was running around in my uh true north uh fantasy football t-shirt earlier and uh, she looked fantastic <laughs> I, I know what you'll be doing after the show yeah um, yeah <laughs> so we've got a football game to get back to that i'm super excited to 
to watch. We hope Tampa that, fans uh, aren't. Yeah, Tampa fans aren't. We're hoping that uh, that Tommy Boy can can figure it out and start climbing back up the this do mountain something with our do something. yeah do, do <laughs> anything throw get give about ten targets to AB. I think is what is needed. But More. every every week, um, Smoke and I do what we call uh, our bomb drop. Very fitting for the Jet Sweep show. They drop bomb. And we talk about something that's you know that's weighing on our mind uh, for for the week ahead. So I'll kick it off. Smoke. I just see a lot of a lot of mudslinging in the old fantasy football world. We know how super tight it is, and just yeah, honestly, who gives a shit? Like, just be good Not people. Us. Be nice to each other. Let's move on. Let's just do well. Let's help each other up. Let's lift each other up because you know what in this world there's a lot of shitty stuff out there so that's just my bomb drop i see a lot of it i'm just like can't mute 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 yeah mute, man mute. anyways that's not that's, a, that's not a fun twitter experience no no and it's just hey. let's, let's lift each other up man we're, we're i mean we're, we're the proponents of that we're canadian but can continue on man i had, I had to jump in there yeah, yeah, no worries, man. I've been on the I've been on the bad side of the Twitter exchange um, not so Ooh. long ago, and uh, man, people people are ruthless. So that's my bomb drop. Just be nice, man. Just be yeah. Just be nice to each other. Smoke. What do you got for bomb drop? And we'll uh, we'll get these nice fine people off to the AB experience. Yeah. Well. Uh, oh, hold on. Brady's about to load here. Oh. Oh no. Wasn't uh, AB. Anyways, my bomb drop. It's a, a quick salute to absolute legends. Um, the first being Alex Trebek. Uh, well, both these guys are Canadian legends, but uh, I I grew up watching Jeopardy a lot with my father. Um, we're both pretty good with you know that, those random useless facts. We retain things well and we're able to recall that so you know little trivia shows and stuff like that were always our jam and i just that was a that was a memory that sticks with me growing up and i i do that with my son now i mean he's only two he doesn't even know what the hell's going on but uh we still play it and uh it's just it's tough it was always a dream of mine to go on jeopardy meet the the wittiest guy out there who's just been killing it for like almost my entire life and to compete on there and just to get you know okay yeah get a congratulations from alex trebek man that would it's it's an unattainable bucket list item now, like meeting Dimebag from Pantera. But uh, that's that's an RIP to him. Uh, he lost his battle of cancer this morning. Um, but 80 years old, man. He lived a great life. He inspired many. Um, and uh, the other one was to a guy who made it even further in life, 97 years old. Uh, this guy is a Canadian hockey legend. Uh, he was uh, the rookie of the year in 1947, I believe. Um, and I think he had a five goal game as a very young player. Maybe it was a rookie, um, but he won four Stanley cups and uh, his name was Howie Meeker. Uh, this guy had a long broadcasting career for hockey night in Canada as well. Um, back when they had the blue jackets. Um, but, uh, he actually lived on the Island here where I live and, uh, yeah. And growing up, uh, he actually had, well, several hockey schools all around the country, but his kind of home base one was here in uh, Parksville, which is about an hour and a half. Uh, north of where I live. And uh, I played hockey for 14 years growing up, taught for another 10. But uh, I, I went to his hockey school for many years, knew him, uh, his family taught there as well. And they were just the super nicest people, man, uh, both on and off the ice, uh, just, you know, hard work and taught you to keep it simple and just, you know, 
I, I became a better hockey player because of it, a better person because of it. And uh, it's just sad to lose both those Canadian legends on one day. So uh, salute to Howie Maker and uh, Alex Trebek. I've cried some tears today. So yeah, yeah. both, both absolute um, legends. And, you know, they are part of the fabric that makes up this great nation of ours and tough to see them go and both on the same day. Um, yeah. That is bomb drop. That, uh, yeah, that's a fucking bummer. <laughs> Let's end the show on a better note, man. But what we'll make up for it is AB going for two tutters. Yeah, come on. Let's let, let's let, let's see you do something. Tom's got that look in his eye, man. And you know, you AB's gotta, always got a look in his eye. So <laughs> make yeah. it happen. <laughs> yeah, he's he's absolutely insane. Everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. It's always an absolute blast. Uh, remember, you can check out all the True North con- uh, True North content, truenorthffb.com. Give us a follow. Give Smoke a follow. TNFF at underscore Smokey. Myself is at It's Hair's Time. You can give our show a follow at Jet Sweep Show. We've got a whole team of interns there that are on top of their Twitter game. They are just sitting by anxiously waiting to get questions from you, talk about merchandise, um i think that they've been lining up autographs like if you request that we can we can send those out not a big deal they've got lots of spare time um they're very poorly compensated so we like to keep them busy we compensate them (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) and without further ado thank you so much for tuning in we'll catch you next week Every Sunday night at halftime, whenever that falls, it happened really fast tonight just because the Bucks were getting social act. So until next time, Janoris what do we get? Inter- Janoris Jenkins interception. Anyways, let's sign off here and get back to this game. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to the Jet Sweep Show. Follow us on Twitter at Jet Sweep Show. And follow our co-host, Will, at It's Harris Time and Smokey at TNFF underscore Smokey. Don't forget, you can find the Jet Sweep Show on Apple Music, Spotify, and everywhere else you can find podcasts.